Welcome back to Enlighten Up for our second episode, which happens to be part two of Genesis, Jesus, Strip Clubs, and Spiritual Journeys. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our first episode, I highly suggest you go back and listen to that first because there is some really interesting stories in there that you don't want to miss out on before you jump into this episode. So if you haven't listened to it, go ahead and start that one first. But in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about coincidences and synchronicities. Is it just a coincidence or what makes it a synchronistic act? We're going to get also a little bit more detail into my spiritual journey, which I'll share with you and how I got started. But first, let's pick up where we left off with Michael going on a little bit of a rant on judgment and how detrimental it is to our individual growth and spiritual experiences as he shares with us how much he appreciates his parents' dedication to their own spirituality. I agree. This is... I mean, and, and you know what, what you said about your parents, it's like, that's a beautiful thing because you're not judging them. You know, they're religious, but they're happy and they, happy. you know, they're that's happy. Why, that's why, that's why I don't knock the Catholic church. That's so what's important, if they can gain you know? happiness from going, being Catholic, then more power to them. Exactly. Okay. Everybody has to find their own path in their own way. And there's no, That's the beauty of spirituality. There is no right or wrong way. We're not going to tell you not to be a a Buddhist or a Muslim or a Catholic or or or. I I really don't believe. I can't imagine believing. I'm I'm pretty sure all all two of you guys are connected like this with me too. Like knowing that there's a a one right religion. I just can't believe that. I believe more in spirituality of the heart or the mind or the soul or whatever you want to look at it. But like just because you joined a club guarantees you a, a VIP spot in some sort of super plane. No, I can't believe that. It's just so against what I what I feel like is true. Yeah, and you have to go you have to let your gut guide you, you know? You have to everybody has their own truth. Yes, and so. I learned the term discernment very early in my <laughs> life as well. So, I'm very familiar with that as well. Yeah. That's a huge that's a huge lesson on the spiritual journey. Huge lesson. Yeah. But Lisa, your story is awesome. It's a great story. It does it, it I mean you're 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 probably going to live for another 40 50 years I would imagine, but it's you know there's a lot more to be written in your story, so perhaps what you've learned or what you've went through will come to fruition in the future. I truly hope that in my own personal life, like stuff that I've gone through, god dang it, I hope it means something in the future. But like, um, it's 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 actually quite amazing to know that a sixteen-year-old little kid, I mean, you were a little kid, was sitting there talking to Jesus in your room, and and really trusting what you're going was going on. Where I would be like, get me the heck out! I got the heejis. I got there's this problem here. There's a random person in my room. I'm freaked out right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's amazing to hear your tale. And because I know you guys so well, well, not, I know you well enough to feel like I know you well, it's really beautiful to believe somebody from what they were telling me instead of like being more like, prove it to me, prove it to me. And that's the I hardest thing. You prove. won't be able to prove it. You won't. So I, no it's a crazy story. 
Yeah, it's a I crazy mean, When I tell story. my story, I think, wow, like I, I didn't tell anybody that story. Yeah, but I mean, they I always even... say that the truth is crazier than fiction, and I truly believe that. Right, and the fact that this is probably one of the only spiritual shows that has to involve a strip club, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Everyone's journey is individual, and you can't judge how they get to where they get on whatever path that takes them there. That I wholeheartedly right. believe. I do agree with that, too. We're so busy judging everything. You know, we're... We judge everything. We judge everybody. Uh, we, you know, we put labels on everybody and everything. And, you know, it's just, it's such a freeing, beautiful thing to just be able to. To not judge is a freeing thing. I mean, like, I don't judge. I, I try not to. There's times where you like, when some asshole cuts you off in traffic, yeah, you're judging him. But still, there's, <laughs> it's like just knowing that you're not trying to judge people you're not your role is not to judge people is one of the most freeing experiences in my life so far do you and do you know why it feels so freeing uh i guess you're gonna have to tell me (laughs) well because we're all connected and we're all one so when we're judging someone else we're really only judging ourselves so when you stop push you know putting that out on everyone else you're you stop putting it on yourself so you you just start to feel a lot lighter because you're not really hammering yourself every day because that's I, essentially what you're doing but mm-hmm. i appreciate that but i still oh, i am my worst critic or judger or whatever i still have challenges of judging myself on a daily basis but i i will say Ever since talking to you guys and hearing what you guys have to say, I've lessened my chastisement against myself, if you will. That's great. Mm-hmm. And as you and as you lessen your, you know, chastising others outside of you, that's kind of where you know that's the best place to start. You know, it's just you know what is it in other people that are irritating me, and 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 why, and how can I let that go? And then you start to feel lighter and happier about yourself. Well, I, I believe I believe that when you stop judging yourself so much, you instantly stop judging others because you start to see different things within yourself and you start to gain that acceptance. And like your, I firmly believe that your internal world dictates your external world. So when you start accepting everything that's on going on within you, you start to accept everything that's outside of you as well. And so it's kind of like this domino effect. Right. It's all so circular because we're all one. Mm-hmm. And that's a concept that's really hard to wrap your head around completely, but, you know, you start to understand that that's why everything works. It's the oneness. The oneness, which we need to talk about. (laughs) We have a lot to talk about. So, Michael, you, like, you heard all this, your parents talking in tongue, and, like, so what, like, you know, you ended up moving away from your parents, right? Like, uh... Well, I, the only reason I moved away from my parents is because I know that they are very well taken care of by my other siblings that I have. I would never move if I was a single child. I'd never move away from my parents like I have. I've, I've moved away just for the audience about you know three thousand five hundred miles away from my parents, but like they're well taken care of. And if if and and I truly actually feel I live in Florida. My parents live in the state of Washington, which is like the opposite corner. And 
I truly do feel that one day I'm going to have to go back. I will go back. And not because my parents will need me, but because I will need my parents. I will need to know uh, more of them and who they are in my life at a certain age for me and at a certain age for them. Because I still think they have a lot they can teach me. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, I, and, and sometimes when you move away from something, you appreciate it more. For example, uh, Florida is flat as heck. It's like not even a – I mean our mountains are, are garbage hills. And so when I go back to like even Denver or the state of Washington or Portland where I'm from, I'm like so excited to look at anything topography when it comes to uh, elevation – and running up hills, and it's just so enjoyable because I appreciate it more, even though I grew up around it in my life. By moving away from my parents, I realized how much I appreciate more, not just them as people, as my parents, as someone who raised me from birth, but also as like, there's a spirit, they have some serious spirituality that they're connected to. And I really love and appreciate that about them. And I really want to learn more about it. And I hope, and, and maybe this is a gateway into that l part of my life, but I hope I get to learn even more from them at a certain point. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I moved away. I mean, we all moved away from our parents. Uh, I moved away from my parents when I was, you know, in my early 30s. And um, it definitely made me appreciate them much more. And it strengthened our relationship. Uh, so I can appreciate that for sure. What? What just happened? I just showed my video. <laughs> Why is Michael in my room? <laughs> I just had a Jesus moment. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you missed all Did you turn video on? <laughs> No, I had to mute it because I was going to move my chair on the on the thing, so I, I put the camera on instead of muting it. Hello? It showed up on my computer, and Michael's looking at me, and I'm like, what is going on? I'm sorry. I don't have, like, the blue light and the white light and the red light coming from my heart, but, you know, it is. <laughs> I was wondering why there was all that silence for a second. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway. So, yeah, I, I, I really do want to go back, but I I feel like I'm supposed to learn something where I'm at, too, if that makes anything, any sense. To us? For you guys, of course. Everything makes sense for you guys. It's just nothing but like, oh, that's supposed to happen. And I was telling Nicole, I'm so frustrated when people tell me you're supposed to learn something from that. You're Actually, I was telling both of you guys the other day, uh, you're supposed yeah. to learn something from that. You're supposed to learn a lesson. I'm like, no. There's times where I feel like that is just not true. That is so not true. If I, you know, I mean, I use a simple example of like if I stub my toe, what the heck kind of lesson am I supposed to learn on that? Maybe I'll tell you. To slow down. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you need to listen. Maybe <sighs> pay attention. Okay, pay attention. We can make up anything we want on everything that happens in our life as like it's going to be a lesson learned, and that might be the very. Uh, forgive me, but the Buddhist kind of way of learning about life, like everything teaches you something and hopefully you're going to evolve to like some sort of, you know, super being. I don't know. What's, what's the end well, you, just, you have to listen. You have to pay attention. And that's people don't understand that, you know, they want this Jesus 
appearing in their room sort of thing to speak to him. But, but he's, you know, God's speaking to you, spirit, whatever you want to call it, speaking to you all day long through all sorts of different things. Yeah. But you ha- we have to slow down enough and pay attention. Pay attention to nature around you. The trees, you know, are, are talking to you when they when they're swaying. It, it just <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but but they are. And if you listen, you know, and you take time to be outside and in nature or pay attention to numbers that are coming in your life or things well, that maybe you're overhearing conversations this. next to you, like certain words jump out at you at a, in a book or in a news article yeah, or an ad on a bus you know, drives by you and it just has the perfect message for a question you just asked. Like, stuff like that happens a lot when you start to you know, and, and I really believe in like coincidences. So unfortunately it's like coincidences really play a big role in many people's lives where it's like, you're, you're telling me that if I turn left this day instead of right, my life is completely different. I believe that. But like, I'm not going to go back in time and go, oh, because I turned left that day, my life is completely different. So therefore, uh, God or somebody influenced me to turn left that day. And you guys believe that where I'm like, no, I just turned left that day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just no. that you're in <laughs> denial over where it comes from. Yeah, yeah denial is what you're talking about. True. That's why I'm guys on the show i don't know but uh it's like i feel more about life happens in coincidences that unless they really start to add up it's just a coincidence yeah i think no. it because it's it's scary to us for we we're more afraid to know how powerful we are that's more scary to us i agree than, i agree so I, this it, whole idea of coincidence is um a cover story for you exactly uh, really tapping into the energy potential that you are. And when you start to realize there's nothing random about anything. Um, and, and that's kind of scientific. So science man, you should be getting on board with that. There's a reason why they go through a lot of vigorous testing in science, though. They repeat to try to present the same results. And so if two results happen, they call it a coincidence. But if they try to times it by 10 and two out of the 10 only happen, it's no longer a coincidence. It was like not, yes, it didn't happen. but they are paying attention. So when you're not paying attention, you're never going to pick up on all the coincidences that then make it no longer a coincidence. It's a synchronistic Synchronicity. Act. Synchronicity, I will agree with. Okay, you got me there. Yeah, coincidence <laughs> is just the fear-based way of looking at synchronicities because we're, we're too afraid to believe that we are that connected and we're that powerful. I, I think we did a great job of introducing the idea of the show. Uh, we thoroughly went through Lisa's uh, life. It's taken us down roads I didn't expect, so. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't know, just even my story. I had no. No, your story. And, and, and this, is where, this is where I really, like, truly love you, Lisa, as a person, is you're so open. Not a lot of people like would be happy to announce on the quote unquote podcast airwaves that they used to be a topless dancer. But like this is where I really appreciate your super cold honesty. And I like that a lot. 
Because I quit judging myself. Yeah, and and, and I think that's kind of the goal, the the non-judgment. I like the non-judgment, obviously. But if anybody can get anything out of our podcast, it would be to not judge people so harshly. This world is so full of bullshit fucking judgment. (laughs) And I, I have taken my own judgment down a whole complete notch ever since meeting you guys. And I'm not saying that to to. Just say it. It really has. Like I looked at people so more accepting as like even if they're completely batshit twisted compared to what I believe, I don't really look at them as like you're, you know, you're an evil person. It's more like you just got some issues that maybe I don't agree with. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. So I mean, I, I at, at the end of the day, that's what I hope lots of people can get from our show, but I have a feeling lots of people are going to get a lot of different things from our show. So Nicole, tell us about your spirituality and how you got to where you're at today. Well, I mean, I was raised Catholic and I went through all of that already. Um, But I, it was really weird, you know. I remember being, I was 17 and I was in a, well, here in Canada, it was HMV, which is a CD store. And at the age of 17, I was kind of going through all the different CDs and you could listen to them at the time before you bought them. And I remember listening to one and it was called Gregorian Chants. And I don't know why I picked that up. This is how I pick my books when I go to the bookstore is I just look at the cover, the art cover, or there's, I don't know, something pulls me towards it. And this CD just pulled me in. I don't, I don't, I just knew I had to listen to it. And I put it in there and I started listening to the Gregorian chants and I just knew I needed to buy it. And so I did. And I, when I was home with it, I would, I would listen to it while I was taking a bath. I would listen to it while I was just lying on my bed. And the chanting, uh, there, it's very healing. It's on a frequency, I believe it's the 528 hertz frequency. And that is actually, um, which I didn't know at the time. Um, I, I know now if anyone out there understands sound frequency, but it's a very high vi- vibrational frequency of love. And so when you listen to it, it instantly changes your mood. It changes the way you're feeling. And so I was listening to this music and I found that it was putting me into, I guess it would be what I would consider my first meditative state. And that was how I started to meditate that's my first introduction to meditation and I I don't think I really realized it at the time that that's what I was doing but that's kind of how it all started and I remember I was um I was on a movie set so I was really tall and I started doing a little bit of modeling and um I was an extra on this Bette Midler um movie set and it was being filmed at the Pearson International Airport and there was this guy there, and there there was thousands of us extras there. And there's this one guy, I kept seeing him over the, th- the three days, and he was playing a guitar. And every time I'd walk past him, we'd kind of catch each other's eyes. But, I, you know, he was a good-looking guy, but I didn't really think much of it. And on the third day, towards the end of the night, um, we, they were fi- finishing up one of the last scenes, and somehow we got paired together and I was 18 at this point and he was 24 and so 
we ended up having, they positioned us to be together as a pair against the window. And so we, during all of like the cuts and, and you know, the breaks, we would chat and he had like a modeling portfolio and he was showing me his modeling. He was modeling in Europe and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but he was really down to earth. Like he was really, really nice person. And so we just started talking and then they they gave us a break for dinner. So him and I went down and we're eating dinner and he starts to talk to me about energy and color therapy and crystals and it was everything that I was interested in but I knew no one who talked about it and it was I was intrigued I was so enraptured in everything that he was talking to me about and he was teaching me about all this interesting stuff that blew my mind that I hear I have this guy who's really quite handsome and um but all I'm really, you know, enraptured with is all of the stuff that he's talking about, which is all the energy stuff. So we ended up, um, we ended up the filming wrapped up and it was the last night. And so he ended up living close to where I was living at the time. So I gave him a ride home. We exchanged our information and we ended up becoming like really good friends. And I remember going over to his apartment once and, um, uh, and he gave me this book, uh, some sort of, it was, uh, it was one of my first books for spiritual, uh, my spiritual journey, but I don't remember what it was called, but I remember sitting in his bedroom and he was showing me how to throw energy and we were, he would light candles and he would throw, show me how using my hand from a very far distance away from the candle, how to transfer my energy through the air to put out the candle. And that fascinated me and he taught me and I was learning how to do it. And so here I am 18 years old with this 24 year old guy in his bedroom. Who's like, you know, he's a really good looking guy and all we're doing is throwing our energy at candles. And this was what I was interested in. Like anyone who really knows me knows like, this is my shit. This is what I love. And so that was kind of a really big introduction. And so then I went on to university and I was, um, I was studying kinesiology and I was living on campus my first year and uh, him and I, we, we kind of lost touch. We weren't staying in touch that much, but then, you know, one day he messaged me. He's like, we should just meet up. So we did. And he gave me this paper clip, um, newspaper clipping or out of a magazine or something. And it was um, for a naturopath and it, it was about um, applied kinesiology uh, courses. And I was like, oh, he goes, I just thought, you know, this might interest you. I go, so I'm giving it to you. I, I'm supposed to give it to you. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, I mean, I was, it, it interests me, but I was a student. I was barely making money. Um, I was living off student loans. I was working a little bit, but, you know, it was very little. And so I knew that I couldn't take any of these courses, but they intrigued me. So I just kind of kept that paper clipping somewhere. Well, fast forward a year later, and I'm in my... Um, I'm in my second year of university, which I now know I'm no longer going to be staying at, you know, I knew it was going to be my last year and I decided I was going to go to massage therapy college uh, because I just didn't, university really didn't speak to me. I didn't like the huge lecture halls. I didn't like the way I felt like a number, not a student. I don't learn well from just listening to people talk. Um, I hated college too. Yeah. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, it just I, it wasn't my thing. It was frustrating for me. I felt like it was a lot of wasted money, but just to have a piece of paper that says, oh, hey, you can get a job now. Yeah. That's all it was. So I, I was dating a guy. 
We had been dating for almost two years on and off. A really, really destructive relationship. It was not good. Um, and anyway, we, we, we broke up and, um, one day I get a call from, um, the doctor's office and, um, they tell me that my test results came back and, uh, that they were concerned about something and they told me that there was no cure for it basically. And I'm like, "Mm." I think I'm like 19, about to turn 20 at this point, or maybe I'm 20, I can't remember. And of course, like I remember standing there, I was standing in my parents' house, no one else was in the house, it was the middle of the afternoon, and I, I had this huge ball form in my throat because I thought like what they were telling me was was true. And... I didn't know what to do and so they just basically tell me they'd like me to come in and talk to me about like certain things and how I can manage certain things and and I just I I didn't know like my whole world just stopped in that moment and so I um um I just hung up and so what they had told me was that I had contracted um HPV and so back then, it wasn't really a known thing. Uh, and he was the only person, my boyfriend that I had been with, he was the only person I'd ever um, been sexually active with. I had waited till I was 18 to sleep with anyone. And, um, you know, I just, I was saving myself for someone I thought I loved. And here I am, like, you know, like be doing all like the totally honorable things that I thought I was supposed to do. And I got screwed. And I remember just sitting down at the kitchen table with my face in my hands, bawling my eyes out, going like, thinking I'm completely tainted. No man's ever going to want to touch me again. And I didn't know what to do. On HPV, that like 90% of the population has. Now, now they do, but not back then. Not back then. Back then they scared the crap out of you, didn't they? Yeah, there was no such thing as the vaccine. None of that existed back then. And so um, I, I was sitting there and it was like all of a sudden a light went out, like our light went on. And I stopped crying and I remembered the newspaper clipping. And so I ran to it and I looked at it and I knew that I had to call it. I just knew that that was my answer, but I didn't know why. And so I called it up and the, the, the man answered. It was a husband and wife um, naturopathic clinic. And I told him what was kind of going on. And he says, oh, you need to talk to my wife. She can help you. And so I ended up seeing his wife and I would see her um, once a month. And when I first went to see her and I told her what was going on, she looked at me and she's like, Nicole, it's just a virus. She was, your body can get rid of it if you want to release it. She was, don't listen to what the doctors are telling you. And I said, okay. And from that point on, I, that is when I really started to stray away from Western medicine. And I don't want to say that it's bad because I do believe that Western medicine has its place. And so that's not what this is about. But I really wasn't, I, I'm not of the mind of like cutting things out and, um, popping pills to like like um mass symptoms like that's just not who I am I stopped taking Tylenol when I was a teenager like I just wouldn't take it for headaches um so it really resonated with what she was saying and uh within six months of treatment with her I'd see her once a month I went to go get tested and it was gone and the doctors just told me that um it's dormant it's it's not really gone it's just dormant and I said but is it there and they said no and I said, well, it's because I've been seeing this naturopath and they just didn't want to hear anything about it. And so I thought like that, that really kind of sealed the deal for me because I'm open to 
a lot of different beliefs, but if you're not willing to stay open to what I'm presenting to you as a potential reason as to why this is no longer in my body, uh, then I'm not interested in um, continuing down that path. So that really, that woman really changed my my life. And it's, she, I ended up seeing her for years and, and I would, and you know, as a student, I was making very little money, but I was paying these monthly treatments just to go see her because I started to see a lot of value in what was happening when I went to go see her. She introduced me to past life regression. We started healing things. Actually, past life regression was one of the things we used to heal my body to get rid of the HPV. And um, we did a whole bunch of different things. She taught me how to visualize light and bring it into my body for meditation, uh, which I could feel. That's when I really started to become aware of energy in my body and, and the vibration of energy. I, I really started to tune into that. Uh, she, we did this thing called dolphin brain repatterning, which she did on my head. I don't even know what it was, but, um, uh, she started to introduce me to a whole bunch of different things. She introduced me to, um, the Palladians. She's like, you need to read about the Palladians, Nicole. And I didn't know at the time why now I know why, um, she introduced me to a whole bunch of different things. She really opened me up. But I think what the biggest thing for me was every time I left her, her clinic, I felt incredible. I felt like I was on this high of happiness and joy. And so I knew there was something there. And over the course of me doing this, I started to, I took my massage therapy um, college course, which was two years, and I started massaging. And that's when I started to become really aware of feeling other people's energy. So when I would be massaging people, for instance, if I had my hands on their feet, I could feel the pulse of energy coming from their body into my hands and back from my hands into their body. Like I just feel like these waves coming in and out. And so um, energy work started to just become a daily practice of mine. Like I just felt it all the time. And then when I started to use hot stones in my treatment, I started to see colors. So I would see this um, color red follow the stones down the body uh, almost every single time I did a hot stone treatment, which stones are like the root, it's the earth. So it's kind of like the root chakra, which is red. Um, so I started to see colors. And so like, that's kind of like, so my, it's like, you know, a few years of this went by and, and then I, um, I ended up having my own place living in the city of Toronto. And, um, I started to really gravitate more towards meditation, like really wanted to get deeper into it. And so I, I had met a few people that were interested in having a group meditation. So I started to hold group meditations at my condo. And that's when we started to practice this technique that I now teach and use, um, which I call like free flow imagination, where you just let your mind kind of go to anywhere that it's going to go and let it tell you a story. And that really opened things up for me um, because there were times where all four of us were seeing the same thing after we would talk about what we saw and it was happening more and more and so I started to understand like Lisa said like we're all connected um, why why is it that all of us are seeing the same thing uh, you know and and so I started to understand that I also had my seeing the same thing. Does this like your imagination, like you're imagining the same things or 
lit like I, you know, excuse my 3D brain, but literally seeing the same things. Yeah, in my mind. So I'm getting these visions in my mind, like a movie. And everyone else was getting this very similar visions. Very similar. Like, I remember there was one point where we all saw the guy that we were, we would all take turns um, where we would, focus our energy on one person within the group and usually what would come forth is um uh, insights or messages for that person and we all saw this one guy standing on a rock on a lake like by the edge of a lake doing like yoga and we all saw it but none of us knew that we saw it until we started talking about it. like oh i saw that too and it just it was weird that all four of us saw the exact same image. So that's what, that's what we were seeing. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the, coming from my perspective, dealing with both of you guys, it's like you, you visions and things that you see. That's the hardest part is like, because I'm so connected with like okay if i can see it i can touch it but like that's where you guys take it a whole to a new level so um, visions to me are daydreams and imagination and you know waking up from a, a very vivid dream or something like that where you guys have like a whole new perspective on that it means a lot more on what you just imagined or I mean, this goes back to like even when with your friend Fred, when he's like saying your imagination is the most powerful thing because if your imagination imagines it, it's true. And like, and I just got so lost in those thoughts. Like, no, that's not true. I can imagine I have a million dollars in my bank account. I look at my bank account. It's not true. So that's where it's like it's very hard for me to like understand what you guys are talking about when you're saying visions and, and things like that does that make sense too so okay where you get where you get tripped up on that is that it's it it is it, it's a possibility it's a it's a possible truth it could be true so maybe not on this timeline it's not true but it could be on another timeline which i know is another whole <laughs> yeah can of so that's like a whole can of worms or whatever if you want to call it but like it's like that's fine but like imagination is great it's creative that's where a lot of our things in this world has come from was somebody's original imagination from. yeah yeah everything source is creation so creativity is our biggest power that's one of our strongest powers is creativity right and then so you, then you go back to the idea that like you know you got kids that have uh <laughs> imaginary friends or something like that but they grow out of it. I mean, there's so many, this is what's a crazy world in my opinion that you guys are living, not crazy in a bad way, like crazy, like it's hard to fathom. And uh, so when you guys say that, it, it would be very coincidental, I'll give you that, if four of us were imagining the same thing at one time. I will say that would be trippy. Uh, but and, and trippy to a point where I'm like, okay, there's gotta be something more than just, it's just, an imaginary thought. So that's kind of what I appreciate about your story, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll sorry. talk about that on another yeah, episode. Yeah, I know. Sorry, sure. sorry to interject, but yeah. Yeah, just my that's a whole other um, ball of wax. Podcast. Yeah. Yes. 
But um, yeah, like so I was doing things like I got my Reiki attunement and oh my God, once I got my Reiki attunement, which is um, when you become a Reiki healer or uh, what it basically does is it opens your energy flow even more. So I remember one or two nights after I got my Reiki attunement, um, something really weird happened to me one night. (laughs) So I woke up in the middle of the night because I felt this really weird energy enter my room. And I was lying on my back in my bed and um, this spinning of energy was going around over my abdomen. Like I just felt like the energy, it was almost like a vortex was being created uh, right in my stomach and then above my stomach. And I could feel it and I'm just lying there going, what the hell is happening right now? But then I also felt like this really negative energy was in the room. And I don't know how else to describe it. I know it sounds weird, but it felt like something really evil was in my room. And I didn't know if this vortex was being created because this energy wanted to come into my body or what was going on. But I was so scared. I did like I was like six years old and I just threw the covers over my head and I said, whatever you are, you leave my room right now. Like I'm done. Like shut this down. Like I don't want this anymore. Like just shut it down. And then everything just stopped. And so um, I don't know what that was, but that started. That was kind of my first experience with a negative energy, so to speak, that I couldn't see. I could just only feel. And so. Um, fast forward from there, I just one day woke up, went into work and knew that I was tired of the rat race. I was tired of working. I was working like so much. I was working sometimes seven days a week. Um, I had been working five years without a vacation and I just knew I needed to change my life. So I decided to leave Toronto and move down to the Cayman Islands and uh it really happened so fast as soon as i made that decision and actually that's when i started to realize how when i started to align my choices with my heart's desires things would just fall into my lap and i started to become really aware of that law of attraction idea the whole idea of law of attraction and when you just let go and trying to control things things start to come to you And so I made this decision to move down there and I was only going to go for like half a year, seven or eight months. And I ended up staying there for nine years almost. And um, it really was one of the best things for me uh, because it allowed me to kind of slow life down from all the city living. And I started to appreciate, um, just appreciate smaller pleasures of life and just simplifying life. And... um, It made me really realize very soon after moving down there that I wanted to start doing things that made me really happy and stop doing things because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. So a year and a half after I moved down there, I quit my job and I left and I went traveling for a year and took a one year sabbatical off work and backpacked by myself through Costa Rica for a couple months. And through there, I went to this meditation um the silent meditation retreat for 10 days and that's when things really shifted for me like that's when things really shifted uh because it started that's when i started to do my inner work that's when i started to look inside and say what's really going on here why am i so unhappy why 
Am I always seeking outside of myself? And um, that was the beginning of what is now, I guess, a decade of learning and understanding uh, why things are the way they are, uh, where my happiness really comes from, um, connecting with a deeper part of who I am, uh, you know, living life to bring meaning, not just to live it, uh, like all of that. And I just, from there on is when I found yoga, which I used to hate, and then I ended up loving it. And I just found a new appreciation for my body, for myself. And that's kind of where it all went to there. And I, I ended up living on, I went, ended up moving back to the island and living down there. And then I just knew I hit my ceiling. I hit my ceiling professionally. I hit my ceiling um, spiritually. And I knew I needed a change. And that's when I decided to leave and spend half my time in Colorado and half my time in Toronto, back up in Canada. And that's kind of where the next phase of my journey came. And that's when things really took off for me is when I moved to Colorado. Something about that state and the mountains. But um, I really, that's when I began meditating um, every day. Um, sometimes for two hours a day and I started doing a lot of more healing I was just being drawn to certain healers and doing other work and that's when I started to open up to my angels and guides that's when they started talking to me was a year ago and I'd never had that before and so all of a sudden they're showing up in my meditation I have this man talking to me in a forest I don't know who he is and then, you know, I start to get some outside guidance on it and I start to realize who it is. And it was Archangel Michael. And um, as soon as I allowed that to come in, it it's like it opened the floodgates. And then all of a sudden I was being contacted by a whole slew of different spirit guides and all of that. And it just opened me up so much that... Um, I started to see a lot more energy just like during the day at night I see like like lights in my room I see things I see orbs <laughs> flying around um fairies fairies <laughs> yeah oh god everyone's gonna think I'm crazy now yes I see fairies um you, you know all the stuff that we're told doesn't um exist it freaking exists and um I don't know how else to say it. You won't believe it until you see it, but the you have to believe it in order to see it. And that's the problem. So, yeah. So that's where I'm at now. Nothing big. And that's the reason why we have a show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I heard this all in one night, folks. Fairies, <laughs> aliens, inner earth, everything else. I'm like, what the hell are these two girls talking about? Yeah, I just had ETs contact me last weekend. That was pretty Oh my fun. god. So <laughs> this is the point. I I'm I see I'm very skeptical of course, but like I enjoy this sci fi ness going on, if you will. But it's not sci fi to them, Nicole and Lisa, but it is to me. But like, oh, you're gonna have to really sell me on a bunch of your stuff. <laughs> Well, it's not so much that we have to sell you. We'll just chat about it. And I mean, no one has to believe me. It doesn't, I know. It doesn't I change my reality. When I say sell me, like to convince me, you're going to have to do a good job. And I would imagine there's probably people that would be listening that would agree with 
that statement. But I'm sure there's lots of people that are listening that would agree completely with you and Lisa too. So it's like that would be that's why it's going to be an enjoyable show. Yeah. Well, I'm used to people thinking I'm crazy. My whole family thinks I'm crazy. Um, although I will say, I think my dad's starting to come around after a few experiences <laughs> lately. But um, yeah, no, uh, I, you know, that's why I've never talked about this stuff with um, most people that I know, um, at least back in Canada, because it was still not a huge, it was, spirituality has always been a huge part of my life, but I never really talked about it because I knew that people just didn't want to hear what I was talking about or it would make them uncomfortable. They couldn't understand. And I completely get it. You know, like it's, it's, I understand. Um, But like last year, I finally made the decision that I'm not going to hold back who I am anymore. And this is who I am. And this is what I believe. And Ever since I've done that, that's what strengthened everything for me. Now I see so much more. Now, like Lisa and I can telepath or starting to speak telepathically to one another. Um, it, it, the dreams that I have, they're not dreams. Some of them are not dreams in in the way that we think they're dreams. Um, they're, listen, like there is a lot out there that is available to us if um you're willing to kind of be open-minded and just explore but pay attention yeah pay attention but we're going to talk about all that fun stuff all right i'm looking forward to it yeah yeah so i love hearing nicole's stories it's like you know reality tv just at its best god god i don't want my life to sound like reality tv that's that's horrible your last name is oh no never mind it's not a kardashian frolic frolic that's right not kardashian nicole kardashian this doesn't go that isn't right oh god please do not please well i i think a, a great topic would be based off of you know what we've already talked about in sort of an introduction something in the beginning is frauds frauds in all dimensions you know and and people's perception on spirituality and Okay, so yeah. yeah, let's talk about like next episode, like what turns people on to spirituality? What turns people off? Who are the right. fakes? Who's the real McCoy? Like, how do you know? Like, I think that's a really good topic. Yeah, I just think that would be a great, great first topic. You know, our stories... I guess it'd be good then... for me because I'm not, I'm not quite sure what to bring to the show. So I guess I'll just bring my... You'll figure I, it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll just bring my, my mind and, and ask tequila. you guys questions as you guys talk about it. You know what? Okay, so let's do that. So to all of our listeners, that's going to be our next episode. And um, anything goes, as you can see, anything goes here. And we are having no judgment here on this show. And we'll just see where it takes us because many times it takes us in places we have no idea or preparation for where that ends up being, as many of our experiences have taught us. So... (laughs) Just drinking wine, just chilling. Yeah, we're drinking. If you're not driving, well, we encourage you to drink with ago, us. <laughs> yeah, we're breaking the spiritual stigmas. This is uh, this is just real life spirituality, our experiences. We're just sharing them and trying to figure out so, what all so, of it means. No, tell me more what, before you guys get off. Frauds, like like give give a little bit of a teaser of like a potential fraud that you're talking about oh don't you dare try to do that <laughs> no I'm serious like i have no clue on what you guys are talking about unless Just you're what, literally what talking you... about like media and stuff like that like drinking purple kool-aid like what turns you off to spiritual people what what turns you off what's your initial 
thought. It's like, what turns you off to religion? Okay, okay. people okay. don't want to buy into religion for a certain reason, right? And then people don't want to buy into spirituality for for, for certain all right. reasons. All so right. what that, are those that reasons? That I can handle. That, that's a good topic, then. We can do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that's an important topic. Yeah. All right. All right. So, well, and if any of our listeners out there um, have questions, you can send it to us at info at enlightenup.us. We would love to have any questions from you that we can answer on the show. Uh, you can also go to our website, enlightenup.us. We also have a Twitter and a Facebook page, so you can look us up there. And please, we're looking for some ratings. So if you can rate this show, that would be incredible. And let us know what you think. And we hope to have you with us next week when we're back on. All right, kids. Till next time. All right. <laughs> awesome. Later. Bye.